0: Now, the Final Hooter with Adrian Jackson and David Parkinson. Well, hello, hello, hello. Once again here on loverubbyleague.com, we're back with another packed Final Hooter. My name is Dave Parkinson. And on the other end of the telephone, we're getting really used to doing this from a whole socially distanced arena. It's none other than my oppo, Adrian Jackson. How are you doing, Aide?
1: I'm all right, thank you very much. I've had to come inside, actually. I was outside getting ready to do this podcast, but... As we've heard on plenty of coverage of the Rugby League games, where I am in Witness, there's plenty of fireworks going off. So I'll have to step inside to get away from the fetching um, display and also the noises of the fireworks.
0: There's always fireworks going off, off in Widness.
1: this is on this podcast who want to listen to the fireworks that's going off in the background.
0: Listen, there's always fireworks going off in Widness because it's just one of those places anyway, isn't it, mate?
1: Maybe it is, but it is bonfire night weekend, and like we said, um like I just said, every game that was covered uh, on Sky TV uh, seemed to have a lot of fireworks going off in the background. I mean, in Leeds last night, it looked like it was foggy; but it, wasn't. it was just a smoke before the fireworks going off.
0: I thought it was a bit of a P super that was dropping towards the end. To be honest, you know, like the big, great, big, thick. Rules of Fog. It just seemed like oh, it yeah. were that to be honest. But no, you're quite right. I suppose with the time of year, it could be the fireworks. But I was thinking with you being a witness and all the fireworks going off, is that not celebrating Simon Finnegan returning to the club?
1: It could be, but no, it's not. Oh, it's the to that one.
0: You've ruined me big, my big joke though. You've ruined it. You've ruined it. Hey? Sorry, man. Sorry, man. <laughs> Do apologize. We the force
1: we finally got there. The end of the regular season. All right, we've called it early, but we've got there eventually.
0: To play. I'm I'm glad that we've called it off a little bit early, to be honest. Even though, you know, it's created loads and loads for us to talk about because we've got this end of season to talk about. We've got the whole Toronto yeah. shenanigans. The fact Oof. that Super League has now said that there's going to be twelve teams in next year and who those Who's possibilities are. It? Um, you know, we've got more signings than you can shake a soggy stick at. Couple of oldies and goldies that are coming back into the world of rugby league, and the man of steel to discuss.
1: Of course, yes, yeah. uh, plenty to talk about. And uh, like you say, uh, first of all, the big story is going to be Toronto. I did think and I said this a few podcasts ago. I thought uh, the Super League clubs would have voted for them to, given the circumstances, let them come back into Super League for twenty twenty one. But it came down to a vote. And it was Robert Elkstrom, of all people, who decided, no, you can go away.
0: Well, that's not strictly true. I know that he was definitely in favour of voting against the Wolfpack, but it was mm. 8-4 was the vote against, um, which, uh, strangely enough, included an abstention from Warrington, who couldn't make the mind up. They were sat firmly on the fence, I think.
1: Interestingly, the RFL decided that uh, Toronto should be given a second chance. But I will rephrase that then. It wasn't Robert Elston. His vote counted uh, 8 4. But uh, interesting, the Chief Executive Super League went against Toronto, and yet the RFL went for them.
0: I think to me, that just shows quite how divided our sport is at the moment, isn't it? And the fact you've got Super League on one uh, on one side and the RFL on the other, uh, and neither the two shall meet. I mean, the Rugby League, they would have always wanted to back Toronto. It was their idea to admit them in the first place, wasn't it, a few years ago. And, um, you know, I don't know. I just get the feeling that over this last six months, Robert Elston's got less and less enamoured with the whole idea of having a Canadian team in Super League.
1: It was an interesting concept, wasn't it, at the start? Everyone was like, wow, there's a Canadian team in British football League. It was a, it was a novelty at first, wasn't it? And then uh, I think when it got to the point where they are going, uh, going to let them in Super League or not, and, uh, and when they did reach the promised land, it's just not happened for them. I think. They've had all kinds of issues. Time of this pandemic's not been great for them. So me personally, I'd have let them in for a second season just to see whether they could fulfil... What they, what
0: they said they would do. I'm a little bit gutted to be honest as well because I was just thinking back and in, just in my lifetime watching Rugby League, we've seen Bramley go down the pan, we've seen Prescott go down the pan, Carlisle go down the pan, Paris went down the pan, uh, Gloucester, you all golds, uh, Oxford, And uh, Hemel Hempstead, they all went. So, you know, this just seems like the latest in a disappointing list that has been put together by Rugby League as to failed clubs. And they've all failed for one reason or another. It's not all been for the same reason. And like you said, this global pandemic has certainly not helped. And if anything, it's quickened everything up, hasn't it? Because uh, Toronto haven't been able to claim the same sort of support that the clubs over here have been able to claim.
1: Did you mention Oxford in that
0: lengthy list? I did, yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: Okay. Lovely little ground, that
0: by the way. i tell you, who I missed out though. Scarborough, Scarborough
1: Pirates,
0: Scarborough Pirates, around for just one season back in 91 92. And I'm
1: sure Marksman, Hansfield Marksmen, sure, they're
0: in. then nottingham City. Yeah, yeah, so oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kenton Charlie,
1: Victor.
0: you could say Charlie, and oh, Victor. Hang on, you're going back in your lifetime watching rugby league, they were before my time. <laughs> That's Cardiff what I'm claiming, Blues. anyway. <laughs> who was that? Sorry, don't
1: forget Cal- Cal- Cardiff
0: Blues, Cardiff. Blues. the dragons again dragons that, that's before my time before my time mate I was oh, right, right. you've got another 10 years on me that's where it is <laughs> <laughs> you've been watching rugby league disappointment since 1918. I've only been watching yeah. it since 1990.
1: Our, our old friend Ray would even mentioned Bellevue Rangers and Broughton Rangers
0: oh uh, well I mean the interesting thing about about Bellevue is that they were voted out of the league as well you know and all that came down to the fact that they wanted to move grounds.
1: All right. Okay. How controversial
0: then? Uh, so you know that was back in the nineteen fifties, and I was trying to read up on it. To be honest, you know, ahead of this podcast, No, we like our little bit of history, don't we? Okay. Um, yeah. And all I could find was a a, a two hundred word piece in the Lancashire Times of the day, just saying that they'd been uh, they'd been voted out um, because they wanted to move uh, back to Fallowfield from the Bellevue uh, place as was, which had a, a circus in the background. All right.
1: Okay. That's interesting. I've struggled to get rugby league uh, going in Manchester, haven't they? I know the Red Devils have been around for a while, and your
0: Spinsons
1: and your Oldhams and Rochdales. Not really made a big impression in rugby league in Manchester for the world of rugby league, I think.
0: No, and it's a sad it's a sad state, really. You know, I think uh, I, I'm still of the opinion that you could make an impression there, but it's got to be in the right place, and you've got to do a lot of work beforehand, so you can't just and this, go and the AJ plant Bell's the club. Well, you're talking Salford technically, there, aren't you? You know, and that, you know, that's sort of Eccles way, um, yeah. you know. So, uh, okay. so you kind of, you kind of talking, you kind of talking about two different cities, you know. Don't, don't. Don't get us eight mail. We have enough problems with that sometimes anyway, because I open my mouth. We don't want Salford fans complaining that we're bunching with Manchester. Different cities, different cities, different times. But, um, you know, back on that that sort of thing, I do believe that Manchester could have a rugby league history and could have a rugby league future, Um, but it's got to be done in the right way and the right place. And there's a lot of things that need to go in its way, I think.
1: Back to Toronto then, uh, I, I saw Brian Noble on TV, he says it's a golden opportunity missed by the Rugby League to uh, expand the game to become a, if uh, not a global game, a North American game as well, Yeah. Um, and it, it, frustratingly for him, he said it's not crossed the NFL or the Sport Rugby League nothing, it's been bankrolled by the mega money of the men behind the Toronto Wolfpack. Uh, kind of agree with him, but disagree as well. But um, I'm just wondering what's going to happen, one, with Toronto. Mm -hmm. Where will they go from from here? And secondly, surely the alarm bells are going to be ringing with Ottawa Aces.
0: Well, they've already put a statement out, haven't they, Ottawa, in the last couple of days, saying that they're not going to be taking part in Rugby League in 2021. Uh, I think the plan was for them to spend the whole season over here. Um, but that's not going to happen at all now and um, I feel really sorry again for another bunch of players that have gone and signed contracts in good faith that suddenly they're going to be ripped up in front of them and they're going to have to be if you like scratching around for the next offer but it does make you wonder where where we go from here with Canada and surely
1: I mean surely I've mean, i mentioned this in the past with the money that Toronto uh, threw at it to try and get the team into Super League and Eventually, three quarters of the money for this year went to Sonny Beer Williams, who, by the way, is rumored uh, to be going back to boxing. Probably um, have a fight with Paul Gallen. That'd be interesting in Australia if that one comes off. But it will. With the money that's being spent with Toronto, I mean, there's figures banging banging around for like ten to fifteen million pound, isn't there? I mean, and you look at the money Australia are on about throwing at it. Surely that money would be better spent and uh, trying to create create the game in Canada, have a Canadian league like like Super League or the Championship or even the Queensland Cup version in Canada. You know what I mean?
0: Well, we've already spoken briefly about this and I was having a look at the different provinces because there's quite a few different provinces in Canada because it's a, a massive country, you know, far bigger yeah. than what we are, isn't it? Um, yeah. You know, and there's a, an awful lot of people that are there in probably, you know, a good number of different areas and who could all who could all be exposed to rugby league still. Um, and I just get the feeling that they've missed an opportunity in the first place because somebody's thought, This is another great example of rugby league development where it's not really thought out properly, in my opinion. So quite often, I just get the feeling that some of these clubs, you just take a pin in a map, stick the pin in, and it's like, right, we'll have a club there. And it felt a bit like that with Toronto, to be honest. And I just believe that there, there should be a proper plan, shouldn't there? If you're expanding into a different country, just start with the kids, it should go into the schools, it should go onto amateur leagues, and then maybe have a semi-pro team now, and semi-pro leagues, like you mentioned. You know, I mean, the fact that you know a guy like David Argyll is as rumored to have spent you know thirty million Canadian dollars. I mean, that's a ridiculous amount to basically have nothing to show for it, isn't it? You know, so exactly. There's,
1: there's I, I think with Canada as well, there's plenty of ex-British people live out there as well. So it's not like the people out there don't know what rugby league is. So. You can set up a Canadian league. I think it would be a success if they're prepared to give put the money in, like the front of the Toronto dream, and uh, to try and get into Super League and persevere with it. I, I reckon you could grow it that way, and I think that would be the, the way forward for Rugby League in Canada. Uh, moving, moving away from that, then, um, it has been decided 12 teams are going to be in Super League, not 11. Um, so the race is on, not the scrap, shall we say? He's on to see he's going to take Toronto's place. And uh, who do you think is going to take that twelfth spot?
0: Well, at the moment, is your money on. At the moment, there's a couple of hands that have gone up from the championship. Oh, no. So let's Are we mention them. It,
1: then? Who's put the name forward?
0: Let's mention them first of all, and then I'll give my opinion if that's all right. Yeah. So uh, Featherstone uh, had a lengthy rant at the RFL and Super League, and then put at the bottom of it. We're available. <laughs> <laughs> which, oh, okay. which which I just loved. I mean, that was that was amazing. I found myself nodding in agreement about a lot of stuff that was in their particular uh, uh, um, you know like phrase regarding it. Uh, Toulouse right. were very quick off the draw in getting a video together, saying that they wanted to be put forward for the Super League. London Broncos owner David Hughes has apparently spoken to some journalists by saying he's hoping that they are under consideration. York City Knights were also quick off the draw as well, putting something together. Uh, now, you know that I, I've got a soft spot for York and have done for a number of years. We've, we've said this on, on yeah. previous final ooters that I okay. believe that's a true area where they can look at developing. Bradford's put the name forward. This is the same Bradford that currently don't own their own ground and are currently sharing with Dewsbury. Um, okay, okay. And Derek Beaumont put a, a cryptic message out on his own Twitter account earlier today when we are recording this, um, saying that, He'd be willing to put Lee forward, so <laughs> that's quite a few runners and riders there, isn't it?
1: There is. Um, I'm, I'm quite disappointed. There's nothing from from one of the Cumbrian clubs fancying it.
0: I think they'd have to get together, wouldn't they? The Cumbrian, Cumbrian clubs.
1: It's a big heartland, man, isn't it? You've got to get. It. Listen, we've been trying to be thrown the shell all that. It's not across the game. Anything according to according to. Um train over that. Kind of, Toronto did come into League One and then the Championship and Super League over the last five years. But if you look at the money where you mentioned all them clubs that folded where they tried to expand the game. A lot of money's been thrown at it. Mm-hmm. I'm just surprised that in this age of um, summer rugby and everyone banging on about how great it would be to have a team in Super League and Cumbria, no one's actually thought seriously about doing it.
0: My issue with Cumbria is that you'd have to get all the clubs together to agree something completely separate while still having each club individually because I think that the fans are that far-tuned, you know, that it would be it would be akin to asking witness to merge with Warrington. We know what happened last time anybody mentioned that, don't we? So, you know, it's, oh, yeah, a, yeah. it's a bit of a never-never. A you know, you don't get Hull and Hull-Kingston Rovers to merge and it would be the same to ask those clubs. Now, getting them to work together to put a Super League club in place and having everybody still existing underneath their own banner, that is something that might work, to be honest. And I would love to see the game sort of expand and have a Cumbrian top-level team because, let's be honest, there's a lot of Cumbrians that are playing in the Super League competition at this moment in time. And you could put together a pretty good squad from them. Um, But, I mean, call me biased here, call me biased here, but I think, you know, Lee would have a good chance of getting up from this. Uh, now you might say that I'm nuts, but you just look at the squad that they're assembling at the moment. It already looks like they're, they're taking players from Hull Kingston Rovers, they're taking players from Toronto, so there's a lot of at the current Super League experience that they're recruiting, and I, and I just get the feeling that the same mistakes won't be made as they were last time.
1: Mm, right, okay, so you reckon they could go up straight away via right, promotion anyway? Is he going to pick one from the clubs that you've selected? It's got to be to lose, hasn't it? The team's the strongest credentials. It's good for the good of the game and to help Catalans. It's got to be to lose.
0: Have you seen the state of the French rugby league? I've watched it the last couple of weeks, and you're talking it's League One standard. Right. So those those players, I mean, they, they just go overseas, don't they? A lot of the time, they just go overseas and the sign. Well,
1: unfortunately, the game in France loses all its best players to rugby union. So if we can have two Super League clubs offering opportunities for fellows to earn a career playing rugby league rather than just taking the money from the French super clubs. Uh that's good cool for the game in France, isn't it?
0: Well you would think so. You would you would hope so, but
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've been, they've been banging on the drum for yonks so that there should be another team from France.
0: So are you not Are you not repeating that same...
1: This is a good opportunity to reintroduce Toulouse into Super League for me. Are,
0: are you not repeating that same stuff? Because we've heard this from Catalan, and they're, they're even less French than they have been in years, aren't they?
1: All right, I'm going to rephrase it. Put, just put West Wales in it, then.
0: West Wales? have a
1: Welsh club in it, yeah.
0: West Wales? What's their credentials?
1: Yeah. They're in Wales. It doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought you was going to say something about it being the strongest club in rugby league oh, because of how the r- recent record Henson. has
1: gone. That, that, this, you just signed Gavin Henson, so get him in Super League.
0: Oh, don't forget Chase either.
1: Yeah, Rangi Chase has come from the world of rugby league. This is a high profile. One of their own Welch internationals. Get him in Super League.
0: Do you think someone's having... giving him a nudge? just Do you reckon someone's giving him a nudge? and said, you know, come on, you sign them guys, and we'll get you into we, Super League. We could
1: be in Super League next year. <laughs> could be. <laughs> Listen, we've been crying out for a team from Cumbria, or another one from France. Uh, we tried Wales a few years ago. All right, didn't work with Celtic, but this one could.
0: Mm. I remain to be convinced, and I wonder what you, fellow listener, think of that debate.
1: It is, fan who you're talking, Rugby League with Adrian Jackson and Dave Parkinson, for Dot." Com. we finally got to the end of the regular rounds of the Super League season. A bit of a strange one, it's got to be said. I'm still trying to work out how they worked out the win percentage.
0: <laughs> you've, you've been banking I'm on for about three podcasts about this, Adrian. Every,
1: every time I get a look at the league table, I still can't work it out. Know. But <laughs> anyway, hey, it is what it is. And um uh, uh, I've got themselves a brand new league leader shield. It's very smart.
0: Hey, I tell you what, it's better than the old cap isn't it?
1: Yeah, the wheel trims are being discarded for 2020.
0: It must mean there's a box full of them somewhere.
1: There is. We've got a box full to give away now, actually.
0: Hang on. Are you saying this is a competition via league.com?
1: Yeah, we've got a box full. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to give our predictions of who they got what. All right. We're going to have got the brand new state-of-the-art league leader shield. Um, Huckington Rovers have got the Farmer Hooter wooden Spoon. Mm-hmm. That'll be in the post next week. Um, Who do you reckon we got the wheel trim in the championship?
0: I'm going to be biased yet again for the second time on this podcast and go my very own Lee Centurions. I mean, they no, were I'm flying at the Lee start, Centurions. absolutely uh, flying at the start of the the championship season.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say Lee Centurions. I think Lee Centurions has really got our Nod for the uh, our box of wheel trims that are knocking about that the RFL have discarded for the brand new state of the art league leader shield. Uh, the wooden spoon got to be all of them, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, I'd agree with you there, because I thought Whitehaven started off pretty competitively in the Championship and Oldham were kind of like just losing out and were... were they at the start of
1: the season. It didn't, it didn't hit the ground running. They leaned onto the pit.
0: For, for, for me, they were a little bit short in a couple of areas, Oldham, at the start of last season. and I, do, mm. I don't I do think that would have improved, unfortunately. So I'm guessing of all the clubs who have been affected by uh, the whole furlough thing and everybody being put on hold, I think Oldham will be the ones that would have been celebrating loudest. To be fair,
1: <laughs> what with the wooden spoon? Yeah, great. <laughs> no, um, no, no, no. Because they
0: haven't got the wooden spoon. That's the whole point, you know. So,
1: all right, but they're going to get one. I put when I put one in the post.
0: <laughs> fair enough.
1: Okay, Uh I think um, out of our, our box of uh, wheel trims that we've got left over, I think the league one one would have been heading towards.
0: I'm going to say Doncaster. Oh, hang on! You didn't say that in dress rehearsal. I know, I've just changed my mind.
1: I'm saying Doncaster.
0: You deliberately changed it. You cheat. You bounder. You were saying Newcastle. Yeah, I
1: know, I was. But I've changed my
0: mind. Uh, you know where I think it would have been going? Workington where, Town. I've got some pretty good friends t- up in the Cumbrian town there, and I, I just feel right. like they would have they would have had a storming season this time around.
1: I think Doncaster would love as well. They they finished stronger last year. Didn't they? outwork for them in the in the playoffs. But um, you know, Richard is doing a decent job with, with Doncaster, and they they are a bit like York for me. They're a bit like a, a rugby league sleeping giant.
0: Yeah, they play they play some decent rugby, don't they? And they they've got that brilliant facility down there at the Keep which is a, yes. a wonderful stadium, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is, and that's why they deserve, they deserve to be playing at a higher level to try and fill that ground on a more regular basis. Unfortunately when you go to a Doncaster game there's um, definitely more empty seats than full ones.
0: So you're sending you're sending a wheel trim all the way to Doncaster. I'm yes. sending one up to Workington. Um, I think
1: we both agree the the, the league one wooden spoons heading to West Wales again to go with last year's.
0: I would agree. Yeah, I think that West Wales, despite all the recruitment that they did ahead of this current season, that was sadly curtailed. I feel that they um, didn't have quite enough in the tank to get themselves off the bottom spot. Next year is a whole different matter, though.
1: Wow, like I said last year, next year is all about the rangy chase and, and Gavin Henson.
0: And Super League, don't forget Super League after you promoted him.
1: Listen, West Wales for Super League, get the campaign going now, man.
0: <laughs> Hashtag West Wales for Super League, I can listen, see Donald it now. Donald
1: Trump's just been voted out the presidential out of the White House in Washington. Maybe if they give him a ring, yeah, and say, listen, do you want to invest in League in South Wales? You might, you might be up for that.
0: Hang on. Surely surely because of the amount of golf that he plays and his Scottish heritage, you'd have to tell him that they're based in Scotland.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so
0: Then he'd throw yeah, his money Scotland. at it. It's near
1: it's near Scotland and there is a golf course in Cardiff. He can go there.
0: Perfect. Tell you what, talking about talking about Scotland, it seems that like Leah signing half the Scotland team. Next next year we're gonna have the proclaimers coming out singing Sunshine on Leith, I think.
1: <laughs> Is that because John Duffy used,
0: used to be the Scotland coach? He did, but you look at who they've signed and they've brought in Ryan Brierley's coming back. Oh, okay. James Bell, who's a Scottish international, and Matty Russell has just been announced by them. Ah, oh, Matty
1: Russell. What, what happened to Matty
0: Russell. Well, he went to Toronto, so he was oh, Toronto, he was affected you? by the whole situation with Toronto. So there's a oh, couple nice. of um, a couple of Toronto fans who've sent me messages saying that the hope. They're hoping that uh, they're no longer Lee rejects because <laughs> they're coming playing for Lee now.
1: You didn't mention, did we, uh, What do you think Toronto will end up? Do you think they'll walk away from the game now or do you think they'll put in an application to want uh, to be in the Championship? They can't send them back down to League One, surely.
0: I'd... I I think they'll fold. I honestly think they'll fold. fold. I I think that because of. It's
1: the end of the dream.
0: I do, unfortunately. And I think that's because uh, Carlos Lavossi seems to have uh, banked everything on Super League, doesn't he? Um, He never mentioned anything about being in any division but Super League. And um, again, I just feel really sorry for all the people that's been affected there. You know, all the players that haven't been paid for months and months and months and months. And um, all those left over, you know, who, who just haven't had the support from anybody, really
1: just the players but the fans as well haven't, haven't you've got to remember the fans that used to go there and watch it and, and not forgetting Toronto fan who used to be at every game in the UK
0: oh yeah Sandy Sandy's taking it badly unfortunately you know and I, I just hope that she sticks with Rugby League uh, we're not all numpties you know
1: Give it. I'll give you an option Sandy I know you from Toronto go and watch your there yeah, bud
0: hang on that's like that's like telling me if, if, if Lee ever fold go and watch Warrington That'll yeah. never happen. I won't. <laughs> I can't support Warrington.
1: You can go and watch Lee Mans.
0: Ooh, Lee East. I'm a Lee East man now. Oh yeah, you're you're a Lee. Easter, I'm a Lee, Lee Easter okay. now. <laughs> right,
1: Okay. <laughs> Tell you what. Now we're giving out the uh, our versions of the that box full of wheelchairs that we've got knocking about, and the wooden spoons. And the me I'm in the mood for giving more stuff out.
0: Even more? Well, what are you giving yeah. out this time?
1: Yeah, Listen, we might as well clear the fatherhood to cover. That's in the Love Rubber League office, man. Get rid of it all. The RFL can have a clear out for new wheel trims. and uh, sorry, League Leader Shields. We can have a clear out for new merchandise for next year. All right, okay. So, so why don't we talk about it while why the regular season finished? Man of Steel. Who, who, who should we give our version of the Man of Steel to?
0: Well, yeah. can I mention the ten players that are in the official list at this moment in time? Okay,
1: you want to talk official list? Yeah, yeah let's, talk, well let's talk. Let's yeah. talk official list
0: first of all. So, yeah. Aidan all right. Caesar is the man on top from Huddersfield.
1: Hail Caesar! yes.
0: Second place is Paul McShane from Castleford.
1: Hail McShane!
0: <laughs> Doesn't quite suit, does it? Doesn't. No. Carry on. Then you've got Lachlan Coote from St Helens, who I I Hail believe's Coot. had a I believe he's had a brilliant season. He yeah, they only very dependable. Uh, Liam Farrell, my favourite second rower, still going strong as the faster, isn't he? He is, yeah, yeah. He's just getting better and better for me.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, Sam Tompkins, despite only playing half the games it seems this season for Catalans. All right. Okay. Alex Wormsley is in that list, but he's a bit further down. I thought he'd be further up because, uh, for me, he's had a tip-top season at St. Helens, along with Johnny Lomax. He's been a little bit quieter this year. There's Ash Handley from Leeds, who's been, for me, their best. Tom Davis. uh, Ash Handley from Leeds. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, the wingman. Tom Davis from Catalans, the ex-Wigginer. And Bevan French, surprisingly, only just scraping into the top ten.
1: Oh, I thought he'd been well-hired, Bevan French. But yeah, he's been pretty quiet, hasn't he? Uh, and then he came great when all the speculation started. Now it's been confirmed he's got a new deal. So he'll obviously tail uh, off now. Got
0: <laughs> what are you suggesting here, Adrian? Like oh, a lot I'm of Australian players? Not, I
1: just think, I'm just <laughs> thinking out aloud, honestly. <laughs> right, so if, I'm, if I remember correctly, my little conversation with Erie Helmby. Oh, uh, well, listen, you
0: name-dropping.
1: I don't know, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you said to me um, the, the, the cut-off point is at the end of the regular season. Okay. Isn't that right? Okay. Might be wrong on that one, because at that first stage in the glitzy film we were at in Manchester, the free ale was kicking in, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> not that Ellery was drunk, he didn't drink. I was, I was drinking in sure. So, yeah, way back in February...
0: This seems uh, an awful long time ago now, A long age.
1: time ago. We <laughs> thought that it ended up the way it has. I can swear he said the cut-off point is the regular season, okay. not the playoffs. I might be wrong on that one. So it looks like Hale Caesar is going to be the latest Australian to get his hands on the Steve Prescott trophy for Man of Steel.
0: But are you suggesting we should have a, a Love Rugby League Man of Steel?
1: Yeah, obviously not our trophy won't be as glitzy as the real one. We'll have to find a plastic version in our in our box.
0: Okay, okay. I think we can manage the Love,
1: it. Ruby League. Um, office.
0: Yeah, I think we can manage it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Big Alex. Big Al for
0: me. Big Alex Wormsley. Well, he's been my yeah, pick Big on the Al. whole broadcasters awards that are, are sort of taking place at this moment in time. Uh, mm. You know, the nominations and what have you. So, he's been my pick, but who who would be your shortlist then? So, you've got Alex Wormsley, who's winning it. Who's your top three? So, you've got Wormsley, and who else? Big Al. Okay.
1: Bevan French. Yeah, yeah. Christian Inu. Inu? Yeah, I think he's been absolutely outstanding for Salford this year.
0: To be fair, if he'd shown half of that form for witness, they wouldn't have got relegated, would they?
1: <laughs> no, they would not. Oh, that was bad. No, Christian, <laughs> Christian May, he's been fantastic for Salford.
0: Tell you who else is going on my podium. It's going to be Ash sure. Handley because I think he's been okay. tremendous for Leeds Rhinos. And you know what? I am going to put Aidan Caesar up there because although um, Huddersfield's form has been a little bit patchy at times this year, I do think that he's been box office. He is a really, really good halfback, and I think that he is. I'm going to
1: do it. I'm going to do it. Sorry. Hail Caesar!
0: Hail Caesar! Yo. Yeah, you couldn't resist. Yeah. You couldn't resist. Yeah. But I think we're both in agreement that it should be uh, Mr. Alex Warmsley. Who gets? So, well,
1: all right. Yeah, so yours is Wormsley, Hanley, Caesar. Caesar, yeah. Okay, yeah. And I've gone. Big Al, Evan French, Tristan Inu. Yeah. Right then, we've, we mentioned who's he's uh, won the the league leadership, the brand new league leadership in, uh, in Super League Wigan Warriors. Um, so them and staying challenge finishing first and second, they got themselves a week off. Playoff has been extended to a top six.
0: This is where it gets confusing I can't for me, Adrian. the last time we yeah,
1: had the top six? It, was great, it was The early Northies, oh, top six player. It
0: gets so confusing when they keep messing around with these playoff systems. But yeah, so we've got uh, we've got two games this following week, haven't we?
1: Yes.
0: On Thursday, yeah. it's Warrington taking on Hull, and on Friday it's Catalans taking on Leeds Rhinos. Um, So
1: if my memory is correct, thinking back to how it used to be in the early noughties, uh, the losers are out.
0: Yeah, definitely. The winners
1: go on to take on uh, the lowest ranking team will take on Wigan and the other team will take on Saints Mm -hmm. for the chance to get to or uh, I never said Old Trafford for the chance to get to the to get to Hull for the grand final. Is that right?
0: So this is the road to Hull, definitely. I think you are right right in that.
1: Have I got that right?
0: You're right there. Okay. These first games, by the way, are taking place at Halliwell-Jones as well. Home tie
1: for Warrington
0: in the playoffs, great. Home tie for Warrington. Mind you, they would have done for getting the higher space, wouldn't they? The higher place in the league.
1: Under the old rules, yeah. Yeah, true. So, um, yeah, if my memory's correct, that's
0: how it is, isn't it? I agree. I agree. I think that... um, I think it's it's interesting, isn't it? You know the fact that they've 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 kiboshed the remaining league games because everyone was complaining because of injuries and COVID issues creeping in once again, and obviously the prevalence of it throughout the country. Um, mm. We're recording this in national lockdown two, which um, you know, if it's anything like more sequels, it'll be crapper than the first one.
1: How lucky you hope. They've been terrible all season, and if someone managed to get themselves in a the playoff place, and I think Richard Agar now is calling Leeds, saying, are they doing the best not to make the top four? <laughs> did they know something that we never...
0: Well, it was Richard Agar who was actually talking about everything being extended a couple of weeks ago, so I think he exactly. planted did, the...
1: He, did Gary Hevington by his role with Leeds Randalls and that was something that nobody else knew.
0: He's planted the seed there, hasn't he? Him and Gary Hetherington, possibly. Like I but-
1: said, I mean, because Leeds were doing the best not... I mean, they won the Challenge Cup, but they were doing the best not to want to be in the top four. Did they know something we never? Wow. Well, so he took the opportunity to arrest players. I'm not saying he's done that on purpose, but uh, it, it does suggest they knew something that we never. Uh, as for whole, they've somehow managed to find themselves in the playoffs. and. Even though Huddersfield, they finished in seventh after that defeat at the Handel Wigan, uh, they're on standby, aren't they, in case anything happens with any of the teams in the playoffs.
0: I know. Imagine that. You think you've got to the end of your season, you've got your Mad Monday to look forward to, and it's no No, lads, you're in training. no
1: Mad Monday. What is it? Is it a virtual Mad Monday? I think you'd uh,
0: have to these days. It's a a Zoom party, I think. (laughs) Bring your own beer. (laughs) <laughs> but there's none of that. They've got to get ready just in case they're called in. You mentioned about Hull, and, but they've actually won the last three matches. So they won have against they? the Giants 18 16, they won yeah. against Castleford 48 6, and then defeated uh, Hulkingston Rovers in the derby, didn't they, the other week? So you
1: did.
0: You know, oh, well, they've I'll been, in, they've been yeah, in. So, no, dude, you don't have to rephrase it. You know, it's just I'm just pointing that they've actually been in form for the past month.
1: Yeah, but if you look at the position I'm in the game for the loss, that's not good enough for Hull.
0: Oh, no, no. I mean, definitely they should be doing better. You'd be thinking top four, really, uh, yeah. from a decent Hull side. It, that's
1: what I was getting
0: at. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, they've had a strong
1: finish. They've had a strong finish. Um, next question I'm going to pose to then. Go on. Um, who, who's going to be in the grand final in Hull?
0: Um, you know what?
1: November the 27th. Who's going to be there?
0: I'm. You I, I, asked me this the other week. And and I can't look beyond Wigan and Saint Helens. I just think them two are just far better than anybody else this season.
1: They are, but Wigan are beatable. They've got an Achilles heel of Wigan, I... Uh, and I think the team that could probably do it for me are Catalans.
0: Really. And yeah. you could say that Saint Helens have a, an Achilles heel as well because they weren't able to beat Wigan the other week, and they've lost no. to Warrington, haven't they? Warrington have beaten them in a couple of big gonna, games. I'm not asking
1: who's going to win because we can decide that closer today. I'm just asking who's going to be there. And I, I, it's, it's a free horse race for me. Um, I don't think Hull are good enough, uh, and I don't think Warrington are good enough to get to get to the grand final. Warrington could preview run. They've got the ability, haven't they? So it comes down to a game where they're up for it. And if you, if you look at the fact that Sean Wayne threw the axe in his England selection to um, Axe, um, Chris Hill, and Josh Charlie, they're going to be really fired up, aren't they?
0: Oh, you think so. You think, you if, think anything's gonna, if anything's going to if going to sort of tip you the way of doing your best again, it's going mm. to be try, try and get an international selection, isn't it?
1: So you can't really rule Warrington out there, So do so at your own peril. But. And Warrington found that far away. First. I think for Warrington it's a a case of up for it for the full 80, so they haven't done a lot of that
0: this year, have they? And They're I think it's
1: all... mistakes, but they've been able to grind out a few results when it looks like it's going against them.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I mean, they've won four of the last six as well, uh, but that includes yeah. that one they were given against uh, Salford where they didn't actually have to play it. <laughs> so no. they won that on the on the day 24 nil, didn't they? They got it gifted to them. So suppose if you look at it, they've won three of the last five games then in that case of the Wolves. So right. it's a so bit I'm of patchy gonna form. Def-
1: I'm going to say definitely Saint Helens. Mm-hmm defo St Helens and it's 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 one of three I'm going to say Wigan Catalans or Warrington.
0: I'm still going Wigan Saints for me.
1: I'm making my bet. i
0: bet. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you always edge your bets to be honest, aid. <laughs> yeah. Uh tell you what there's a couple of other little interesting uh, snippets regarding news as well because I've, What's that? did you hear that there's been a bit of a covid outbreak once again at Leeds? And that's meant that the coaching staff have had to step down. So both um, Jamie Jones Buchanan and Richard Agar, they're not in charge next week. For that game. Oh, okay. Instead, okay. James Webster's taking charge and he's brought in Sean Long. Now, Sean Long, we were debating about where he'd end up in the last podcast, weren't we? Because we thought yeah, he, he might end up at
1: room And
0: he's ended up at Leeds Rhinos as an assistant. He was an outside bet for Widness as well, potentially, you know. But um he's going there. So immediately they've brought him in early so that he can help out coach the team. No,
1: listen, mate, let's rewind that bit a minute. He wasn't he, he'd either put his name in the hat for the witness job he wasn't an outside bet he had been been red hot favourite
0: uh, okay okay
1: alright <laughs> as it was he didn't put his name in the hat for the witness job and it's Simon and he's got the job but yeah good to see Sean one back in the game um I did see a bit of footage with it of him doing an interview for Leeds Rhinos TV. It didn't look right, that Leeds Rhinos uh, tracking on him. Because <laughs> you've always used to suit him in a, in a Saints one. Yeah, That Leeds Rhinos one didn't suit him. He's better off in red and white.
0: I think you, you've just gained a load of supporters from St. Helens there, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other big, big bit of news, this involves a former Leeds great in Danny Maguire. He's been okay. unveiled as Tony Smith's number two for next season.
1: He has on the uh, Hull Rovers, yeah. But I know the about as well. Stanley Jean was, was in there the other day. I love
0: that wow! I didn't think he was still over here. To be honest, I thought he'd gone back yes. to Papua New Guinea.
1: No, he's still knocking around his old Stanley Jean.
0: You say old Stanley Jean? Yeah, yeah. oh, we don't no one know one how old he, old he is. He
1: is. <laughs> no, no one knows how old he is. Does he? And that leads us into what you were on about. All all the players knocking around within the world of rugby league. I mean, we mentioned the Lab pod podcast who oldest um, half uh, halfback combinations, mm-hmm. didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, but you've, you've pointed out a couple of guys who are not willing to throw the boots in yet, even though they're knocking on 40.
0: Exactly. So the first one of those is Fui Fui Mai Mai, who came over with the smash for Lee after the uh, 2013 World Cup. He's been here ever since. Since he's played for Lee, he's also played for Toronto and has just spent the last three seasons at Workington. He's pulling on the boots again next year for none other than Rochdale Hornets. I think he wants feely, to. Feely,
1: brilliant.
0: I think he just wants to pack down with Sean Penkovich again. It's I think the worries. two of them got on really well when he was at Leeds. So yeah, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I think he he will be a tremendous he'll be a tremendous presence. I think for Rochdale Hornets, no matter really? what his age, won't he? You know, because he's experience. just he's one of those guys that he's just going to lift every time he goes on the field. Uh, and the the second gentleman. Missy Talapapa, once upon a time of Sheffield and Featherstone fame, last seen in a Newcastle Thunder shirt uh, before picking up a, a long ban at the end of last season. He was surprisingly released by them. It looked like he was all set to retire. He's rethought during the, the lockdown and this year and all the pandemic and thought, there's a bit more juice in these legs. He's gone and signed for your, your favourite Doncaster. Get in
1: there. They are, they are missiles. Still going strong for Donny. I notice as well, in one of the uh, league pressers, uh press papers, uh, QLT's uh, re-signed as well, hasn't
0: he? Like he's, he's another fantastic player that has given so much to the British game, QLT. Uh, another one who's not getting any younger, but another one that is, is, is full of excitement, full of experience, and he's going to go really well for Keith LeCoug as he's signed for next season. Uh,
1: they're guys that have not quite thrown the boots away and decided, you know what? The break's done me good. I can go around another season and I'm still giving me all. I'm sure these young pups are out to do it, which is great to see. I love it when guys have retired and you think, you oh, know what, I'm missing the game. I'm missing it that much. I'll even go back and play amateur rugby league.
0: We've got one of those it's as great, well, haven't we?
1: It's great to see that Big Earl is pulling on the boots again.
0: Hang got Big Earl is back? Is Big that what Earl you're saying? back,
1: baby. Earl Crabtree signed for an amateur team in the Huddersfield.
0: You seem to think I'd heard. Yeah. Coached by uh, a, another former pro- professional, in Richie Yeah, Yes, yeah,
1: former Springton player.
0: Hmm. So yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward. I don't think his opposition will be looking forward to facing him, you know, because <laughs> he's talking the
1: world be as well. Though. You know what, if he. I might give him a bell actually, and uh, when 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 he tells me he's going to throw the boots, I might have a a nip over to Huddersfield to have a look at this.
0: Ah, I tell you what, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? You know, hopefully we're back playing community rugby league by then, and you'll be able Mm. to grab a good chat with him. Um,
1: Imagine the the fear in your position when they line up and Big Earl comes walking out. (laughs) My word!
0: (laughs) A shadow could come over the field, couldn't it, seeing as Big Earl walks out? You know, he's like huge, isn't he? Bigger than Christmas.
1: Good CEO Craddsby back in the game, even if it is at um, amateur level. Maybe, you know, if he goes well enough, I think, you know what? I could do a job for someone in League 1, Keith Lee or somebody.
0: Hang on, hang but on. He's
1: a one-club man, though, isn't he? He won't quite his ties from Huddersfield.
0: I was going to say, you know, like, he, he was a really honest professional, wasn't he? Very loyal to Huddersfield through all those well, days. Well, he's obviously
1: loyal to the game in Huddersfield. He's, he signed for the Huddersfield amateur club. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so there you go. It's Huddersfield till he dies.
0: He doesn't want to travel far from home. That's where it is. <laughs> that's
1: probably where it is, yeah. Yeah, that's true, Yeah. Um, yeah, great to see Earl Crabtree back in the game, even if it is going to be at community level, whenever them guys uh, get the go ahead to play.
0: Uh, but there's two guys that have actually decided that it's the end of the road for them.
1: Yeah, surprisingly, James Green um, say he's going to go. I mean, he came he came back from Australia, didn't he? Um, a lot of excitement, the fact that he's back at the Saints. Um I thought he might have gone for another season, but hey, he's decided this is it, this year, no more.
0: He did look a little bit leggy, though, in his last game against Wigan. They, they basically targeted yeah. him quite a lot, I think, and he, he mm. was on his feet a, quite quite a bit in that particular game. The other guy, it's not other than Mark Flash Flanagan, is it?
1: The Flash, yeah. I didn't see that one coming, actually, but you know, he's decided at 32, enough's enough. Um, it's time to move on to Pastures. No, uh, he's had a decent career, hasn't he? He started off at Wigan went to Australia uh, when he was a young, a, uh, still a young gun, I suppose. Came back to a brilliant St. Helens team, so he managed to slot straight in. Spent the last couple of seasons at Salford. And despite that being okay, I mean, did he fulfil his potential? I don't think he did. Fair party. No, well, I don't think he did.
0: Well, I think there's only him who'll be able to answer that once he's uh, he's, hung his, uh, he's hung his boots up and he's sat so in, he's in his a, coffee uh, tell shop.
1: Tell you what, then. Tell you what we'll do. Right. <laughs> You, you can go to his coffee shop in Manchester and you can ask him.
0: Oh, 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 right. Okay. So you, you're dropping me in it to go and ask the guy, you know. Yeah. Hey, listen, Flash, why did you never fulfill your potential? I've got a mate <laughs> go, who reckons. No, go, that's it. Go, go, I've got go. a mate, Adrian, who reckons that you've never fulfilled your potential. He'll kick it's me said, out.
1: Right? No, just, just get yourself a nice, skinny latte, a piece of cake. It costs you about a tenner. It's expensive in that coffee shop. That's how I would have in it. <laughs> I mean, because he knows you spent a tenner. He's not going to throw you down. Until you, drink, until you drink your coffee, so, so ask him. Ask him if as sitting down with your, with your full coffee and cake. This
0: and is it? easy for you to say. You used to be a winger, so you'd still have the pace to get get away. No, to, be you, you go to be honest, I'm not going to be asking him that because I respect his career. <laughs>
1: Well you you can go in back in his coffee shop and it reopens again after the lockdown and, and you can ask him for it and, <laughs> and, and then let us know, all right, what what the answer was.
0: Listen, Flash, if you're listening, I respect your career. <laughs> but I will still oh, come in. I'm I will still saying. come in for that skinny latte and that cake, you're all right.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen, man, I, it's just it, listen, Ruby for full of opinions and that's my opinion. I, I don't I just don't think he fulfilled his potential. But hey, Ruby League's with guys like that, isn't it?
0: I think it's later with guys like us as well. We were all people had said that were gobshites. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, though, before we go, um, there's a guy that of there's a, yeah, there's a guy that we both criticised last year in Wayne Bennett. We criticised him and we said he wasn't good enough for Great Britain. He he dished past the it. Lions. He, it. he was past it. He's had a Grandad. great. He's had a great season for South Sydney. He he took that job on with Queensland. The 1-0 up in the state of origin. I I thought it was a fantastic game against uh, New South Wales. I mean, nobody gave him a hope.
1: Bennett does it again. When the chips are down, Gordon Bennett. Wayne (laughs) Bennett. Wayne Bennett always seems to come up trumps, doesn't he? seems to get the best out of players when when the bats against the walls and no one's giving them a hope in hell of winning.
0: And it ended up being this bloke called Capewell playing well out of position in the centres. He was the star. I
1: am still playing the game in Adelaide. What's
0: that about? Ah, well, this was something that's been agreed uh, a couple of years ago, to be honest. The Adelaide oh, Oval right. has been used on and off for rugby league matches since about 1991. Um,
1: Are they trying to get Rugby League established in Adelaide again? Well, well,
0: they did try it, didn't they? You know, as you say, with the Adelaide Rams, I think they lasted, what was it, two or three seasons and then uh, went out. um, I mean, it's a a city that, you know, there's not a lot of Rugby League played around there. But then again, we could have said the same about Melbourne, couldn't we, all those years ago? And you look at the success that they've had. So who knows, it could be the start of another beautiful friendship between Rugby League and the South Australian city of Adelaide.
1: Beautiful for Australia, but sadly for us, uh, the dream, the Canada, is no more. Yeah. What we're going to do, Parky? It's just the M62 corridor for everyone now, and the old trip to Toulouse and Catalans.
0: Oh, uh, don't don't mention Friday nights down the M62. You've spent many a lonely hour that down that road, haven't you?
1: No, uh, the long long road to Hull. That's where we're all heading for, in on November the 27th. Who's going to be there? Six teams left standing. It's going to be an
0: interesting fight, isn't it? St. Helen's all the way for me and Wigan. I'll tell you what, AJ hey, we've we've sort of gone through absolutely everything that I can think of in the world of rugby league at this moment in time. Once again, it's been a delight having you on the other end of the phone, mate. Yeah, I'm
1: getting a bit sick of, sick of all this virtual uh, stuff, though. But hey, come on, bring it, bring on uh, another virtual Mad Monday.
0: That's what uh, I say. And so, yeah, so I'm off to, uh, to Asda to see what I can pick up as part of my, uh, you know... Um, mad monday shopping uh where are you going for no, yours
1: well i've not got a mad monday yet because my, my team warrington are still in the playoffs. so the Wolves might surprise me
0: oh uh, you never know you never know that's us done and dusted here on the love rugby league podcast we are the final hooter i've been dave parkinson and that's been adrian jackson